Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from the beautiful metaverse. And this is Elder Talk Radio. And our subject tonight will be will. And as you know, if you follow Elder Talk Radio each month, um, several, several of our Corellian elders, normally um, First Priestess, the Most Reverend Stephanie Neal, uh, First Officer at Large, Sir Ed Hubbard, and I, each speak to the same subject from a different point of view. And the purpose for this is to show how, coming from the same background, you can still approach any given subject from many different directions. And that the truth about any given subject really is the synthesis of every direction it can be seen from. That all views are by their nature true and partial. And only in putting them together and only in realizing the inherent limitedness of all points of view, can you really begin to approach the truth of a thing? And this is particularly relevant to tonight's subject, will. And of course, when we speak of will, we're speaking, well, as with anything else, not everyone will use the term the same way, but generally speaking, I think a metaphysical audience will be using the term in one of two different ways in the ordinary um, conscious sense of when we will something, uh, when we focus our energy upon it, and also in a higher metaphysical sense. And we're going to speak to both of those this evening. And I'm going to start with the first one, the more conventional sense, the more everyday sense. And what do I have to say about that? Well, in Corellian witchcraft, at least, we often use the phrase, I will it, I draw it into being. I accept it, I receive it, and I give thanks for it. I manifest it. But what do we mean when we say, I will it? The idea is that through our focused will, the focus of our thought and emotion, we can bring things to pass in the physical world through the medium of the astral. And this is the concept of magic. And in our first three lessons, we begin with explaining the idea of magic, that the physical world we see around us is not the very solid and immutable thing that it appears at all, but in fact is highly reactive to um, the consciousnesses which are within it, uh, the points of consciousness, if you would. And that while this is not necessarily always easily visible, as you learn to work with magic, it becomes visible. And you see where you have affected this physical world in ways that most people don't think they can. But even those who don't think they can are still doing it in a subconscious way. This, I think, is the greatest secret of magic, the idea that um, it's something only a few people do. In fact, we all do it unconsciously. When we learn magic, we're learning to do consciously 
and with full intent what we formerly did unconsciously and often at cross purposes. And this is where will comes into um, to the discussion. When, when I think of will in this context, part of what I mean is, is the importance of understanding what it is we want. We can hardly will something to come to pass if we don't know what it is we want. Clear in our understandings, we need to be clear in our expectations, we need to be clear in general. And this is something that people often are not. Uh, we have a lot of tools to help us find greater clarity, but the, the obvious greatest tool for that is our conscious mind itself, looking at these things, analyzing them, considering them. We have gained these powers for a reason, and we must use them to understand ourselves and what it is that we are doing, ideally before we've done it. When we set out to do something through magic as through any other technique, we really need to have considered what we're doing and have clarity on it. Very often, people do things without self-examination. And very often, if self-examination were to be applied, they would find that they actually have feelings, mixed beliefs, mixed ideas about many of the things that they, they don't realize they actually have mixed ideas on. Uh, the famous example, of course, is the person who wants to do magic for, for the perfect job they've always wanted, but in their heart they don't believe they can have it, and so the magic cannot work because the magic coming from their heart saying they can't have it is stronger than what is coming from their head. Uh, we do that to ourselves a lot. I, I call it having, having crossed wires. Um, you could say crossed purposes. And to resolve this, we have to examine ourselves. We have to examine our beliefs, our expectations. And this is a major aspect of shadow work. Often we don't know when we have lived an unexamined life where our ideas are really grounded. Um, one of the stories I love to tell and probably have told to death on this subject is from a much earlier place in my life when I was a younger and more romantic individual. And I had um, become enamored of a particular person. Uh, this was after um, um, this, I believe this would have been after the death of my mother. So I was not that young, uh, but I had moved to Chicago. I was having, having a lovely life. And as I say, I was enamored of this person. And I was pursuing them, and they seemed amenable, and yet nothing ever seemed to work out. Um, things would almost happen and then not. And one day, we had a lunch appointment, and I was waiting for them, and I was waiting for them, and I was waiting for them because we, we were meeting at my apartment, and they never came. And eventually, I called them and asked, and they insisted they had been at the door knocking, and I had not heard them. Now, this was an apartment building. Uh, it's the, I mean, it, it was possible this could have happened. It would have been the outside door they were knocking at, but I still should have heard it. And I had stationed myself near the window where I should have been able to see them. Um, but everything in what they were saying um, led me to believe they were telling the truth. Um, it would have been silly to, to not be doing so. It would have been much more sensible because they obviously did want to see me. 
Um, if they didn't, there would have been more sensible ways to go about it than that. So I went to Lady Crystal, my teacher, and I asked her what I could do about this, what was happening, why was this this way? And her answer was that I obviously had crossed wires. And she told me to basically examine my feelings on the subject of romance. And I found that I had a lot of negative attitudes that I had not realized, even with shadow work I'd already done. And some of them, I thought that I had resolved, but I found aspects I had not. And others, I hadn't found them previously. And so I went through, and I, I did shadow work for these. I, I worked to, to cleanse and release them. And that relationship did move forward. Um, now, was that for the better? Not necessarily. But it did move forward. And it was, in fact, my, my own crossed feelings, which had been holding it back and holding others presumably back as well. When I found and healed many of those feelings, there was a significant difference in how my life went forward. When we talk about will, will in the conscious sense is of relatively little use if you're not clear on what you're willing. Um, you, you can ask for something, you can manifest something until you're green in the face. But if your crossed wires internally are preventing you from having it, you're not going to have it. You have to work to clarify your will. And you also have to work to, um, to strengthen your will, your ability to focus in that moment of manifestation. And these, again, are part of shadow work. They're also part of magical training. Um, I've had people ask me over the, over the years um, about the idea of casual thoughts manifesting. Casual thoughts do not manifest. Um, if you have a casual thought that, that, that um, you, you think was, um, was unkind or self-defeating or any of a number of other things and you're worried about it manifesting, if it was just a casual thought, it will not manifest. Because if casual thoughts manifest, we would all have won the lotto numerous times. In order to manifest, you must have clarity in your will and the ability to focus that will. And you must do it uh, strongly in order to bring a response. Casually is not going to do it. Now, if, you're, if, you're, if it's a casual thought that's sustained over years, that's another matter because that's really no longer casual. Um, but to will something requires focus, it requires energy, and it requires clarity, at least have a good outcome. And sometimes you can manifest that thing that isn't really good for you, um, but um, it may not be good for you because you did not clarify what you really wanted and what you really believed before you did it. So these are why shadow work is so important, one of the many reasons, and what its relevance to will is. Now, there's also a second understanding to the word will in some circles. It's more of a ceremonial understanding, but it's an important thing to be familiar with. Uh, in Thelema in particular, uh, the, um, the law of Thelema, do as you will, is very important. The Wiccan read, do as you will but harm none, is just a common sense corollary to the law of Thelema, which comes from Rabelais. Um, but when they say do as you will, what they actually mean, at, le at least um, 
as I understand it, is not what you consciously will, but rather that your true will, capital T, capital W, is actually your life purpose. And you may have um, a lesser conscious will that might take you here and there and elsewhere, but your higher will, your true will, will be focused on what you came into this world to do. When one is speaking from that point of view, the idea is to attune to your true will. Uh, in Corellianism, we would say attune to your higher self so that you can bring this to pass, which you have come to do, the thing that you are meant to be doing in this life. And um, when you hear the, the term will used in metaphysical circles, though it depends on who's speaking, it can also have this meaning. And that's an important meaning to bear in mind. And although it's not the way that I normally use the word, I'm very conscious of it. And I do believe very much that we come into this world to do certain things that we intend to do before we come. And sometimes we just never get that done for various reasons. Other times we can never, we can never step away from it. It depends on the person. It depends on their higher self. It depends on the engagement between these. Um, sometimes that purpose for which we've come is simply working on ourselves. Other times it's building things here in this world uh, of manifestation. It depends, again, on the person and on their higher self. But whatever it is, it's good to be attuned to what you meant to do when you came. Now, in Corellianism, we have a, a concept called conscious incarnation. And this is the idea that certain souls embark on multi-incarnational projects that they carry from one life to the next to the next. And in a semi-conscious manner, although um, in my experience, most conscious incarnates have to recapture that memory. Uh, but often it's surprisingly clear. Um, it depends, on again, on who it is. Uh, it's not like having a perfect recall of a previous life. It's usually more in bringing through the skills and the goals of previous lives and getting back on that track, usually quite early. Um, and I would describe this as being working in attunement with your true will over the course of several lifetimes. And I think that once you have, in fact, come into attunement with your true will, um, although it certainly is possible to fall out of attunement, but I think that you will intend, in, you will, as a rule, tend um, to stay in tune with that will more easily. And uh, it will be harder for that to fall away. Although, as long as we are in this life, we are subject to the vagaries of this life, which does include losing our way from time to time. So when we talk about will, we're talking about a couple of different things. And they're both important. Our everyday conscious will is vitally important to magic and to a magical life. Um, and in fact, really to a non-magical life as well for the same reason. We must be clear on who we are and what we want, what we, what we believe and what we expect in order to have any kind of positive outcome other than being a leaf on the wind. 
And if you look around, you'll find that most people do live an unexamined life. And you will see that it usually doesn't it's, all lives have, have their good moments, but the unexamined life very often does not bring the person even what they think they want, which may not be even what they truly want. But when we examine ourselves and our lives, when we do our shadow work, we have a much greater chance of doing those things we truly came here to do, of achieving what happiness is here for us. Uh, because we know who we are, and it's not a matter of just running into the next lucky thing. This is why magic really requires self-knowledge. Um, and again, just life itself. It's been said the unexamined life is not worth living. I don't agree with that. I think that we're all in whatever place we're in. And that the unexamined life is a step on the road to the examined life, a step on the road to self-knowledge, and often a lot of steps on that road. But I do feel that when you come to the point that you have examined your life, that you have examined yourself, that you have done your shadow work, when you have healed your blockages and clarified your connection to your higher self, that life is so much easier and so much so much more rewarding that it is hard to imagine not having done those things. And, of course, all lives have their good and bad moments, no matter what they are. But I think the good moments are more when you know yourself. And um, the, um, the Temple of Delphi famously had the maxim, Know Thyself engraved on its wall, along with many other maxims not quite as widely remembered. Uh, but it really is, I think, one of the keys to an effective magical life. And then, of course, being in tune with your higher self, with your true will. Um, very, very important thing. When you are at that state, even if you don't necessarily know what's coming next, you'll find that you're always on the right road. You know, I found years ago, uh, when I came to a certain age, and I looked at all the things that had happened to me, some of which seemed to take me a long way away from anything that seemed relevant in my life, I found that in fact they all came full circle that many things that had seemed to be detours when I took them turned out to be vitally important later because I knew something I would not have known otherwise that I desperately needed at a later point. So I think that when we are working from our true will, when our conscious will is clear and focused, um, it isn't necessarily that nothing is going to happen that... Um, may not seem like a detour, so much as those detours are actually where you need to be. Everything will be where you need to be when you're in tune with your true will and expressing it in life. So these are my thoughts on the matter. I hope you find them helpful. Uh, I hope that you enjoy all of our elder uh, talk offerings this month and every month. And until next time, may you blessed be.
face within the leaf. I'm the voice within the tree. I am boy. I am man. The face of the changing man. And I have been your constant guide. From your caves on the mountainside, we have walked hand in hand. And Ever 